0: The congregation, the text for this morning's our service, is from Philippians 2, the verses 12 and 13. Philippians 2, the verses 12 and 13. Therefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So far. Believe our text, the call to work out salvation. The call to work out salvation, work out thine own salvation. Three thoughts. In the first place, the fairness of that call. Because you read, Before There's a reason, there's a fairness to that, there's a background to that. Before, my beloved. Secondly, the seriousness of that car. Work out an old salvation with fear and trembling. Take it really seriously. Work out an old salvation with fear and trembling. In the third place, the comfort in that call. Verse 13, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. The call to work out salvation, the fairness of the call, the seriousness of that call, and the comfort in that call. The congregation the Apostle Paul, was very gifted and led by the Holy Spirit. And every word is important. It's not one word wrong in the Bible. And we have to pay attention to also to the small words and to the connecting words like, but, and, and, and in spite of, and although, and therefore, and for, and therefore. So we need to try to understand what the Apostle Paul is talking about. when he says, work out your own salvation. Because he begins the text with, therefore. Now we need to also... Look back in our text, in our our chapter then. And I read another time, therefore, in verse 9. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. So when you look at this chapter, in the first eight verses, it is all about the Lord Jesus. It is all about his humiliation, his sacrifice, his willingness to suffer and to die. And after the Apostle Paul has talked about Jesus in those eight verses, he says, "Therefore God has exalted him. So the Lord Jesus did so much work. Therefore God has exalted him, has r- r- raised him and placed it in the right hand of the Father. And then, then he speaks about that, and he continues in other words, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, work out your own salvation. So summarizing the sequence, Christ humbled himself, Therefore God exalts him, and therefore salvation must be worked out. It does not say work for your salvation, but it says work out salvation. Therefore, my beloved is speaking to the church, to the living ones, as you've always obeyed. Send your conversion not in my presence only, also in my absence. Work out your salvation. Not work for, but work it out. That is quite important that he do not misinterpret and not misread this piece. He is not saying work your salvation work for your salvation, but work hard for it and earn it and acquire it, and grab it, and take it. No, he is saying, work it out. You have received salvation. Now, work the salvation out. Now, practice it. Now, live accordingly. Now, do not only believe in the cancelling of your guilt, no, also you need to practice a holy life. So therefore, because Christ did so much and he was exalted, therefore, my beloved, work out your own salvation. But are you not saved then already? Yes, the Apostle Paul is talking to a people that is saved. read about that. Also in the previous verses, verse 6 in chapter 1, being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So he has begun a good work in you. That is your salvation. Now you have to work it out. You have to Practice it, So that means that they have been saved but need to work that salvation out yet in the rest of their lives and work it out as Jesus did in humility. The Lord Jesus spoke in, 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 in humility being, being found in the fashion of as a man he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also has highly exalted him, given him a name which is above every name, that every tongue may confess. Therefore, my beloved, obey him. Working out your own salvation is a command. It is prescriptive. The heart of verse 12 is work out. It's to command. do it. Work it out. The Lord has begun with working. He has been first. You have a new heart. Now work it out and show it also. Also in, in, in obedience. Obedience in my presence and obedience in my absence. Work it out visibly. Let the whole world see it. Work it out. Don't hide it. Don't forget about it. Don't be passive. Don't be lazy. Don't be slothful. So we cannot work for our salvation. That is clear in verse 13 as well. God is working that salvation himself, right? If you may go to first 13 already. It is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do. Not only if you have working, uh, if if you work out your salvation yourself as a result, no, this is before that. For God is working in you, and He is working in you the will and the practice. Of oh, face, good pleasure. See that. So, also young people doing confession cannot work out their own salvation. Can work for their own salvation. They cannot forgive themselves. They need the work of the Holy Spirit to work in them. So they need the Holy Spirit to come and work in us. To give us new hearts. To give us new life. To give us a new will. To give us not only a new behavior and a new appearance or a new reputation, but something in us to change the heart, to change the will, and to change also the practice of it. Let me show you that from the Bible. We need the Lord to work in us, to work the will, and to work also the work itself. Does the Bible not say that the Holy Spirit dwells in God's people? That they are the temples of the Holy Spirit And he knocks on the door, and he opens the door, and he enters in, and then he is in there. It is the work of salvation. The work of salvation is that the Lord comes in. For this God is worketh in you. And I will put my spirit within you. And cause you to walk in my statutes, and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. There are lots of texts in the Bible saying that. The Lord works in you. Romans 8, verse 9. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. If your believing is, do your best and living a good life, and obedience, and there's nothing in you, then you miss the point. You're still not saved. We need a wonder to happen. We need to be re- reborn, regenerated. He works in the heart. Philippians 1, verse 6 and 9, I quote already being confident of this very thing that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. But the Lord does not only change the will, also changes the to do. That's also his work, according to verse 13, right? Both to will and to do. So a um, resolution is not sufficient. If people have a resolution and uh, are dedicated to something, have, have a choice in their hearts to serve the Lord. The choice is work by the Holy Spirit, but we also need to practice it now and to do it. And often it it happens that people plan to better their lives and plan to do something according to the Bible and that that plan falls flat and it it doesn't materialize. When the Lord works, He works both in you and also to do it. That's his work. Quite humbling, isn't it? Humbling that we cannot do it ourselves. Humbling that we cannot make ourselves alive. Humbling that we cannot choose ourselves. That we have no free will. Yes, it's free will to take your jacket off. A free will to take a sip of water. But I have no free will to trust. I have no free will to love. I have no free will to believe. I have no free will to desire. I cannot desire what I want. Certain things I don't desire. You can't make me desire them. And I cannot make myself desire them. But the Lord can. He works within in people. And he also makes it so strong that they begin to do it. So does Deepa mean that? Well, he means to say that the Lord has begun a good work in them, and that they now also need to work it out in obedience, in sanctification. He's not talking about justification. He's not saying, repent, and God will give give repentance. Turn ye, and God will turn you. No. He is speaking to people that have salvation, and they have to work it out. They have to practice it. They have to also obey, to also be like-minded, to let nothing be done in vain glory to not look on your own things let the mind of Christ be in you so this is a text also for the young friends this morning work out your own salvation let fear and trembling has the Lord begun a good work Are we now called also live it and work it out? That is the work of God. So working it out, that is fairness, right? It's fair. If the Lord has done so much for his people, and the Lord has begun such a good work, and humbled himself so much, and become so poor for them then it's only fair to say, Therefore, you work it out now the salvation They fear and trembling. Second thought, the seriousness of that God. Work out your own salvation, just relax, sitting back, and just take, take it easy. And be calm. Don't work too hard. Don't take it too serious. You say it anyway. Just sit back and let the Lord work and you don't have to worry. Is that what he says? No. He says to God's people, the Lord has begun a good work. And now you work it out with fear and trembling. You take this very seriously and not too relaxed. But this man, to this man that I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit and trembleth at my word. You know, seeking salvation to work it out, to work it out salvation in holiness. It's something feeble. Something that you tremble about. Something that breaks you. is something that humbles you. Work it all with, feeble, with deep respect and highly esteeming the Lord. And be alert. Ezra 9. Then they assembled unto me everyone that trembled at the words of the God of Israel because of the transgression of those that had been carried away, and I sat astonished until the evening. There are many more texts in the Bible, many more texts in the Bible. About trembling, my flesh trembleth for fear of thee, and I'm afraid of thy judgment. But do we know of the fear? Not only the fear of God's wrath, and the fear of hell, but the fear of being afraid of sin. That you don't want to sin anymore we try like to live a holy life. And you know the consequences of sinning. That you sin or so, and so you separate from the Lord. So there's a kind of good, holy, special fear. A good fear. Life is a good, good fight. Fight a good fight. Fear, David, fear. Happy is the man that feareth away, but he that hardeneth his heart shall fall into mischief. have Habakkuk 3, three sixteen? when I heard my belly trembled, my lips quivered, and the voice rottenness entered into my bones, and I trembled in myself, that we might rest in the day of trouble, when he cometh up unto the people, he will invade them with his troops. So there's nothing wrong with trembling. After the Lord has begun to tremble in the sense of being so afraid of sin. You know, suppose you die, Somebody's asking, What do you fear? Would you say, I fear death? I fear hell? I fear God? What do you say? Some people say, I fear. I fear sin. I'm so afraid of sin. I can't stand sin. I'm so concerned about sinning. I want to mortify old nature. I don't want to live a sloppy life. I'm afraid to lose my salvation if it depend upon me. So with fear and trembling. that is a good life. It is not an ugly trembling. There is sweetness in there, something special in the fear. It's a trembling. In the with, the with the desire to please the Lord and to not sin because of all the work He has done. Right? Therefore, God has exalted. Therefore, work out your salvation. He deserves it. You, remember, you also must remember the woman with the issue of blood. When the woman saw that she was not hit, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him, before all the people, for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. Think also of the, the parapar. He trembled. And was astonished and said, Lord, what wilt thou have me do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. The Lord stopped right on the way to Damascus, and the Lord caused him to tremble. But that was only the beginning. The Apostle Paul says, the trembling is not only something else the beginning. The trembling of, am I saved? Have I been forgiven? Have I new life? Have I been been justified? Now the trembling is also the rest of your life. The rest of your life being afraid of sin. The wretched man that I am. So let us ask ourselves the question, what do we fear? What are we trembling about? Young friends, congregation, parents, what do you fear? You're so afraid of sin, afraid of not having God's favor? So the Lord has begun a good work, and it remains a a war. Work out your own salvation, it is the war. It is the mortifying of your old nature. The Lord has begun a good work, has worked at salvation, and now you work it out with fear and trembling. Fight the good fight. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto the art also called, and have professed a good profession before many. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith by looking back upon his life. See, I have fought the good fight. And I have finished my course now. Know ye now that David's run in the race run all. But one receive the prize, so run that you may obtain, run. So God's people, run, fight, wage the war, continue, persist, be your of sin, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And in the third place, the comfort in that car. We talked about verse thirteen. Right? Verse thirteen begins with four. So verse twelve is a um, command, right? Command. Work out. And verse thirteen is a statement. It's a fact. Work out. Because God works in you. He has been working already for a time in you. It, it's a fact. It is God who works with you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Why is the Apostle Paul saying that? Why does he not just say, work out your salvation? Period. Amen. Now he would think that he makes God's people depressed. If he is so hard on them, now you work it out. Now you fear. Now you tremble. Now you keep it up. Now you have to work hard. He can't stop there. He has to say something comforting. He's saying to God's people, work out your salvation. It is God who is working. He has worked the will, and he is working the to-do according to his good pleasure. See? You know, I used to think about this, I used to interpret this text as Something like seek the Lord and you will be seeking. Convert to the Lord and he will give you conversion. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say you work out, you you you, you believe you repent and God will get repented. And you believe in the Lord Jesus and you'll get believe. No. You can't say that. I, I can't say to an unconverted friend: Believe and you will believe. Repent and you will repent. Work, is, work out your own salvation. Work for your own salvation. And it will save you. It doesn't say that. In other the places in the Bible, it says about. It speaks the gospel unto unconverted ones. Right. Absolutely. There's a call to repent and to believe. But this is not here. Here it is, the call for God's people to work out their salvation. Because the Lord has worked in right. So there is a comfort for God's people in, in, in particular. Compare this to Romans 7, verse 24 and 25. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ. He's doing it, right? Wretched man that I am. I cannot deliver myself, but he will. Set your affection of things above, not on the earth, for ye are dead. And your life is hid with Christ in God. See that? I like that. Set your affection of things above, for you are dead. Not you will be, you are. And then it says to do of his good pleasure. Many people think that God's occupation with reverence, God's occupation is, God's purpose is to make people happy. They want uh, 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 making people happy God. That, that that's all they have. They, they, they have a God who makes me feel good. Makes me feel happy. make feel, me feel satisfied. But what does it say here? For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do to please you no. to please himself for his pleasure for his delight for his satisfaction so the Lord works he begins and he continues and he encourages and he says now work it out work it out I, that's only fair I did so much for you Work it out. Your own salvation. Take it seriously. With feet and trembling. I like that. I, I, I delight in it. I delight in having a fighting, boring people that is afraid of sin. That is the foundation of salvation, right? Why is the Lord? Saving a people. What's the purpose? He makes himself happy. Sorry to say he cannot do it for you. He cannot save me for my sake. He cannot find anything in me why he would do it for. What do you do it for? But he can save a people for himself for his pleasure. The Lord continues, He's saving a people himself. He is not only cancelling sin, it is also about a holy life, fighting sin, and fighting sin that is not cancelled. This working out salvation with her being saved is so hard. It's so impossible to squeeze something out of that orange. And it it, it hasn't squeezed and pressed out already. You can't get a drop out of it anymore. So the Lord says, I do it. It is of my good pleasure. The Lord has not only canceled sin, he also motivates to fight sin. Therefore, read the whole chapter. Oh. And then pay attention to it. Therefore, now looking back on all that. Therefore, work out your own salvation. with fee and trembling. There are texts in the Bible comparable to this with a different slant. Seek me and live. That is not the same. Seek me, dead sinners. Seek me and by God's grace I will give you life. But that is not saying... Live a holy life because I have worked in you. That's different, right? So, also, the young friends this morning seek me and live. Whosoever be, believes in me will not perish, but have everlasting life. is the gospel. The gospel also comes to unconverted life. But those unconverted ones, when they have received conversion, still have to work out. That's salvation. Still have to take things seriously and continue with the Lord. What a blessing. The Lord begins and the Lord continues. And we pray that the Lord also may work and continue to work among our young people. And no tooth. Amen.